All right, so you said that we're going to shoot. Where's the hoe bag? <laughs> Good shit. That'll I'll never work again. <laughs> Speaking of which, big the, the big, well, one of the, it's not really big news, Kevin Nash is getting a podcast with, with the guy who does the, the kayfabe commentaries, Sean Oliver. Oh, okay, that's a, that actually makes it intriguing to me. I was like, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need. <laughs> <laughs> what are they like friends? Oh, they have to be. <laughs> because I, I, I think Nash just loves having like that, just like milk toast white dude who's like five foot ten around him. Well, he just Carson. He's like a, he's a weasel though. Like he's not like he's not like Michael Cole. He's like. Uh, Jeremy Borash was looking for weed, but he has no money. (laughs) (laughs) It's Jeremy Borash's younger brother looking for weed. (laughs) I can't believe I pulled that asshole's name out of my fucking ass. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy Borash is cool, though. He he let us meet Kurt Angle. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I found that Kurt Angle was three foot nothing. Yeah, three foot nothing and orange is... Orange the, as the peels of an orange. Orange as the cab on my floor. <laughs> orange like the black gear that I own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to uh, what Nash has to say. I hope it's just like a weekly critique of like current wrestling. See, I don't think he would do that though. He's not like a big like man. This shit sucks, guy. Is he? Uh, he he talked about wrestling once, like on a shoot, like ten years ago. He's like, they should call it Monday Night Contrived. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like that's the last shit we need. Yeah. It's just not good. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll put a put. It, so I thought of Nash this weekend. It's actually funny you bring it up because um, extra turning next listeners brother-in-law was talking about his college uh, his high school baseball career and you'll never guess what injury he sustained i can think he I tore his quad oh yeah That's and you know going with it. do you know who knew who kevin nash was in that entire party zero How? so i just have to sit there on my hand just like well i guess i can't say kevin nash guess i can't say goddamn kevin nash they won't even know that he tore his quad twice why Triple H tore his quads. Uh, Vince McMahon tore his quads. You could have brought them up. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know that. And also, I mean, nah. McMahon, I guess, is famously too, but Nash is the quad guy where I come from. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, tearing your quad, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm going to have to go Kevin Nash, Triple H, Vince McMahon, and uh, your girlfriend's brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure he knows. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I, I can't think of a fourth person who tore their quad. Yeah. Vince McMahon's oh. right leg and left leg are separate entries. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, so that's that's the Mont Rushmore: Nash, Vince left, Vince right, Triple H, <laughs> Triple H. Yeah. So Speaking I don't. Of- uh, yeah. Triple H. Uh, Stephanie McMahon stepped away from WWE to uh, be with her family. I'm sure she did. So, uh, you know what that means? Doink's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's full Bruce. 
I was going to say the healthiest guy from the clique is about to, to go down. <laughs> Shawn Michaels looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> to me? He's, <laughs> he's like a skinny Bill Murray from Kingpin. <laughs> he's like Lil Earn McCracken. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, his the that movie was like completely hilarious, but like the way Bill Murray's hair looked at the end was just too much. Yeah, just that comb over the bowling montage was that movie's great. Have you watched that like in, any time in the last three or four years? Oh uh, yeah, um, it, I saw. I was one of the few people who saw it in theaters that I knew. That was a, uh, when my parents had a black box, that was one of the movies that I watched a thousand times. And if I couldn't, if we couldn't think of anything to, to rent, when we would go to a uh, main Dunstable video, it would be that or CB4. Um, one of the best lines that I still use to this day, uh, is at the beginning of the movie, someone asks one of the guys sitting up front, he's like, Hey, how's life? He goes, take it forever. <laughs> I, I always identified with that line. Uh, that and the, uh, there's a shit cloud coming. Run for your lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's Trailer Park Boys, right? No, that's... Uh, uh, they're in Reno. I think they were in Reno. And uh, Crazy Guy, who, who's Amish in the movie, I forget his name. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, um, yeah. Ishmael. Came with me immediately. Ishmael. He overhears... Ish- uh, Woody talking to the girl and he's like yeah there's a whole shit cloud that's coming our way and then he hears it and he yells at these onlookers he goes there's a shit cloud coming run for your lives I don't want to go back home I want to go to Reno Reno. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to Reno and he's got like lipstick on well he was dancing for money to get to Reno yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe his little uh, Dutch boy haircut yeah, back to for full Shawn Michaels circle from Kingpin. One degree of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Will Arn. You get all the way from Dutch Boy. That was his Kingpin phase. It started 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Shawn Michaels had that Dutch Boy at uh, Survivor Series 02, where he won the world title. In the, hell, in the elimination chamber. He's had brown pants then, he's got brown pants now. <laughs> Earth tones. Uh, what else is going on in the world? I'm going to avoid oh. current <laughs> events, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we can we can avoid the, uh, the real bad ones. <laughs> I was thinking of, like, the wrestling and entertainment world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Are the Celtics good? Uh, the series is tied. They're the better team. They're clearly the better team. But for whatever fucking reason, they're tied up. And it's just like the Celtics are either winning by 25 or they're losing by two. And it's maddening. But they're, down, maddening by, that they're down by 30 in the first quarter. <laughs> they, were up, they were up 30 at one point, and they were shooting under 40%. Like the other game was not so much an offensive, like, like beat down as it was just the 
the Celtics were getting rebounds and he a, just couldn't make it was a shot. Beautiful last night because I don't know if you can tell, but I'm 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 significantly under the weather. And when I like, I didn't really want to pay attention to that game all night. And when it was eighteen to one, I was like, "All right, I think that this game's over." So interesting thing that happened to me. Yeah, eighteen to one was a hell of a score. Uh, the uh, it's better than eighteen nothing. Sorry, you, you broke up there. I didn't hear what you said. It's better than eighteen nothing. Yeah. So the the Heat did not make a shot for the first. I want to say 10 minutes of that game. I think, I, no, the, the, it was 18 It was almost to, or, nine. Yeah, it was almost nine minutes. They didn't make a single shot. It was They didn't, they didn't hit double digits until like a minute something left because I was like, all right, yeah. fine. If you're not going to hold them to one in this quarter, you pussies. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that it. point, it's like, they might actually hold them to one point. There, it, there was like, it was not because the Celtics were playing very well. It was just because the Heat were playing very poorly, and they couldn't make a shot to save their lives. At the one Celtics point, they were on pace to defense. beat them 100-16. to 16. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it didn't happen that way. It sure like, didn't, but... The score at the end of the game really didn't reflect the absolute massacre that took that place. That game was over immediately. Like, there was yeah. not a game. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Um, I think the lack of Tyler Hero certainly had effect on the Heat. Um, Tyler Hero is there to their offense. What Marcus Smart is to our defense. Okay, so we tr- what did we have to figure out last week? Who was the um, uh, who was the comparison we made last week? And we ended up with the Bobby Valentine of wrestling. Yeah, who's the Tyler Hero of wrestling? Who's the Tyler Hero of wrestling? Yeah, it's not as funny a question, but... So who is the sixth man of the year in wrestling? Uh, Eddie Kingston. Okay. He's wow. not the guy, but he's factored in. Yeah, but Tyler Hero also kind of sucks. Eh, I wouldn't say he sucks. Let's say Sheamus. Like he's pretty good. He's like he's in there, but he's kind of on the sidelines. But he also kind of sucks. He's also kind of good. That's yeah. The only th- that's the whole thing about Tyler Hero is that he's pretty good. Yeah. So isn't Sheamus? All right. That's why he's leading that young scrap. Uh, what's his face around <laughs> Rex or whatever his fucking name is? Butch. Butch. Fucking dumbasses. <laughs> oh man. So. Pete Dunne is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like he's got the he was. facial, he's got the facial expressions down. He's got the mechanics down. He put on great matches with Walter and uh, who? What's his face? Tyler Tyler uh, Bate. Who um, who who's the first guy? Gunter. Oh, uh, Gunter. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he was Walter at the time. So puts on great matches with them. Puts on a great uh, war games match, and now we like they bring him up. Like it'd be like if they had Kenny Omega in NXT, and he's like the the best thing, and then they brought him up to the main roster, and they're like, "Your new name is gonna be Hank." You like to sweep a lot, don't you? Well, yeah. I'm gonna put him in a janitor gimmick. Hank, Hank the janitor. It's been a long time since anyone's seen Moppy. <laughs> but that's what they're doing. They're like, we gotta get you over somehow, and it's like, well, ring the bell. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's Bruce time, baby. Everyone yeah. needs everyone needs a pork pie hat and a fucking a shirt. <laughs> a polo I'm, tie. I'm fully committed to never calling those shirts wife beater ever again. 
I'm wearing one right now. An A shirt? I'm wearing it underneath my uh my Razor Ramon shirt. But yeah. It's a uh... Hey. <laughs> Look I, at just, you. I just flashed John. Look at you. You're like a, a regular um fucking what's his stupid name again? Butch. But you're a regular <laughs> butch. <laughs> I'm thinking about renaming the episode to Butch. <laughs> regular Butch. I am pretty regular. You're a natural Butch. <laughs> natural as could be. All right, uh, Butch draft. <laughs> Who's going first? I'm going first. Okay. Butch from the Bushwhackers. Butch Reed. Butch from uh, the A-Shirt Scally Gang. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch lesbians in general. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, I, I can see this draft. <laughs> uh, Abdullah the Butch. <laughs> um, uh, Butch from that Kevin Costner movie where he gets shot at the end. Kevin Costner? We don't talk about him, right? Why not? Isn't he a bad boy? I I think you're talking about Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> this would be the first time that I got Kevin Sorbo and Kevin Costner mixed up. Wasn't there a more famous guy that got in trouble? Like, he was like, he was like raping young boys and he's like, well, yeah, I'm gay. And then just has disappeared. Oh, that's, since. that's Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's the guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, he, uh, he sexually assaulted like an eighteen-year-old kid in a bar, um, a hotel bar, in like Cape Cod one year, and then like he was like, "Oh, I'm gay." I'm gay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, gay. Bye. I stopped talking so I can count my money. He's not like an like, idiot like Joey Ryan who's suing people. The gay is not the problem. The sexual assault was the problem. Uh, nobody cares about the gay. Everyone cares about the sexual assault. And he was like, uh. Do not comprehend. I'm more upset about the disappearance. We uh, take I, we take identity loss very seriously in this country. It's the only thing we take seriously. Yeah, we sure as shit don't take anything else seriously here. America sucks and it blows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, Mike. <laughs> no, it doesn't suck and blow. Speaking of Mike, fucking Red Sox, dude. Oh yeah, they're uh, <laughs> are they eight of their last ten right now? God, they were nine of the last twelve. The last I heard, yeah, something. It was something like that. I, I just go on like the last ten on the the old standing oh, things. That, they're not they're not in last place anymore. They've they've actually the bats have come alive. Uh, Trevor Story uh, set a uh, Red Sox record where him and Mo Vaughn are the only people to have like four steals and six home runs over like a ten game span. That's funny that Mo Vaughn had four steals ever. He did it twice in the same year. He had like four steals and. Uh, four home runs or something like that, and or six home runs in a ten game span. He did it twice in 1995. <laughs> was Mo Vaughn faster than I remember? Was that Mo starting was, lineup figure actually accurate? <laughs> yeah, Mo Vaughn was not like a tub until like '97. <laughs> Where I remember him being a large gentleman. He, uh, Mo Vaughn, he had would, like this. He had the same sort of like uh, transformation that like uh, Sean Kemp. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I am too, but um, I was Derek thinking Coleman. of uh, fucking the Pro River Plunge, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson? <laughs> he, had, 
he, fo- he followed a very similar body type path to Ahmed Johnson. Uh, do you think he has similar uh, similar items he likes to take pictures of himself with? I don't know. I hope he has similar uh, video game promos. <laughs> Movon's Warzone. <laughs> it's like they traded him. Like he wanted to go to Anaheim because he thought they were made out of angel food cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, I think he wanted to go to Anaheim just to get out of this area because he kept on driving his cars into strip clubs. Was that him or Vin Baker? Maybe I'm confusing him with Vin Baker. He, I know he got he did something at a strip club at one point. Vin Baker de- definitely was a drunk driving strip club man. He was not I, here for I, a long time. I feel like I'm confusing them because, yeah, um, I don't know if Movon drove his car until we're not, but I, I remember strip club incidents. All right. We're going to do a draft right now. And feel free to concede whenever you want, but I feel like this will be just for the two of us. Are you ready? You would, uh, go ahead. Early, early to mid-90s Celtics jobbers. Go. You draft first. Fuck. Uh... There's plenty of them. I watch more basketball than you probably, so if this, this might only be a one-man show, and this might not be funny. D. Brown? D. Brown, not a jobber, but that okay. is, I'll accept it. Um, okay. Let's go with Eric Montross. Uh, Akeem Olajuwon? <laughs> no, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Uh, I, I'm drawing a blank. I, if I had five minutes before this episode to do quick research on the 90. 90- one through 96 that's Celtics. okay that's okay you uh, don't have to tony allen <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that might have been late 90s but i think it was early odds no like, I, I, I was at i was at the game where he got injured um going up for a dunk after the whistle blew i know a lot of people that were at that game <laughs> i don't know anyone that brags about cool stuff like, you know what? I don't know anyone. I don't think that was like the Lester no hitter, like the Nomo no hitter, except for an Asian guy, which is funny. But I know like four people who have told me they were at that Tony Allen game. Uh, the the greatest sports thing I've ever witnessed was the unassisted triple play from John Valentin. I was at uh, that game. Uh, greatest sports thing I ever witnessed live. God, I don't think I really have any great ones. I was also at the uh, Red Sox game where they beat the shit out of the the Rays like seventeen to four. Um, they had like back to back to back to back home runs. I mean, I've seen cool players live, but <laughs> I never saw Jordan live. That's the only thing I, I saw. Larry I don't think live. I ever saw Jordan live either. Well, I mean, I saw Larry live a bunch of times. I I seen I saw Roger pitch. Uh, I saw Randy Johnson pitch one time. I never saw Randy Johnson pitch. I saw Ryan Klesko hit the biggest home run I've ever seen in my life. Interleague? Uh, yeah, it was the first year of interleague play. It was against the Braves. I was at that Ooh, game. Hot yeah. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting uh, right at the uh, first base dugout side, like five like five rows back or something like that. Ryan's, Ryan Klesko was just an enormous human being. I remember looking at him just being like, geez, this guy's jacked to the gills. He Like, seriously, he hit it like halfway up the... Uh, the bleachers on, on the right field uh, right field stands, and I was just like, wow. I've Some, never seen a ball hit that far hard before. Somewhere in this mess of shit, I have a Ryan Klesko autograph. 
<laughs> Who do you know more people that know? Wait, okay, let's rephrase this. If you were to go to an American Legion in where you live, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good point, do more people know Sully Erna or do they know Tom Glavin? Tom Glavin, for sure. Okay. If you ask me again in 10 years, Sully Erna. Okay. Good. But was it Tom Glavin from around here? Or was that Steve Avery? Tom Glavin's from Bill Ricca. Bill Ricca, okay, yeah. They definitely know Tom Glavin more. 100% cold, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, has anything cool happened in wrestling lately? There's a pay-per-view this weekend. There's a premium live event this weekend. It's not a premium live event. It is a pay-per-view. It says who? AEW. I saw, they don't decide what happens in wrestling, pal. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> it, I'm not going to pay, pay, pay to view it. Um, it is uh, all out. You know, let's pull up the card. Let's do a quick rundown. Oh yeah, we we haven't done we haven't done this in four months. Oh, since Mania, actually. And even that, I don't think I. Oh no, it's double or nothing. Sorry, it's not all out. I know Dan is probably listening to this right now, yelling at the uh, the audio. It's, like, it's double or nothing, you fucking idiot. He mentioned ha- that to me at his birthday over the week. It was a happy birthday, Dan. <laughs> if I wasn't so sick, I'd have a present for you to give to Casares, but... Eh, next time. Yeah, it's not really a present. I mean, he knows what it is. I asked him if he wanted it, and he's going to have it. <laughs> okay. How did he like his present, too? Because it was a good one. Oh, I gave it to him in front of his parents, and he goes, Oh, I, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but he said something that was like, out there for... Uh, too, it was too out there for me to repeat, and it was inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> and his parents were sitting right there looking at me like, oh, God. <laughs> but, but uh, anyways, I'm, I'm pulling up. I, I got Dan the uh, superstar Billy Graham poster with the saber tooth tiger, and he's in outer space. It really is a great piece. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how much we both wanted that. <laughs> Dan, Dan has a little thing with. Uh, with superstar Billy Graham, though, I can't really describe what he he basically messages him on Facebook and and never gets a response. But like, it's a it's a very long one sided conversation. Very long. One day he's gonna get a response, or Billy Graham's gonna die, and it's gonna be sad to go back there. I think it, I think the latter will happen. Um, but anyways, is, you know, is he gonna tell you if he messages him and tells him he misses him? No. They'll tell me that he was like, oh, I sent this, I sent them this message again, ha <laughs> ha and like, but it's like, because I guess the whole thing, emoji? I, I guess the whole thing was about superstar Billy Graham taking exception to Kofi Kingston being WWE champion because he didn't like it, Kofi's body. I Kofi mean, wasn't a body guy, so he, superstar Billy Graham said he shouldn't have been champion. What about all the other guys who weren't body guys? The white ones. They shouldn't have been champions. It's true. I mean, their chests aren't concave, but the the only people who should be champions are big, healthy meat, hulky meat, meat men. Uh, I can't say it. I can't talk. Anyways, <laughs> back to a uh, double or back, nothing. Card. Back to big, hulky meat men. So we have Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Nese and Mark Sterling in the buy-in. It's a buy. That's a good buy-in. It's a good buy-in. This is what you do with buy-ins. You have 
like people you're trying to get over and like not top tier talent but like people that like people that the crowd wants to see you open the show with that so this is a good opener uh people want to see hook they want to see dan has and Tony Deese is a really good wrestler, and Mark Sterling's a popular. Oh, uh, well, and they could have they could have Mark Sterling and Dan Hasen do the the Gaga. This is a very Bruce heavy episode <laughs> for me, and then they could have Nice and Hook have a wrestling match. Dan Hasen could go too. Um, so kind of fine. Yeah, no one wants is to it? see it though. <laughs> <coughs> if Billy Graham thought that Kofi wasn't a body guy. <laughs> Ah, you're saying Danhausen is not a body guy, too? Is this not a body? I could take your body and catch you. Uh. <laughs> I, would like, I would love for that to work out somehow. I just have no idea how it's going to work on TV. Because his first win is going to be for the TNT Championship. That's how it's going to work out. Uh, <laughs> what, Russo, Russo beg enough to get a job? No, Danhausen's going to like keep on losing in short fashion. And then one day he'll get a TV title or a TNT title shot. No, wind up winning it. It's it's gonna be very similar to like the Orange Cassidy, like oh he can actually wrestle and when he takes it seriously type of thing. That's my prediction. He's gonna have to get jacked. That's not WWE. He doesn't have to get jacked. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he would That's have to why get jacked. You would have to get Jack to win the 24-7 title. That's why I took Steve Austin seriously, because his arms were jacked. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have uh, Death Triangle, Pac, Penta, Oscuro, and Ray Phoenix versus uh, House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. Who's Brody Matthews again? Uh, Buddy Matthews. Oh, oh, Buddy Brody King uh, and Buddy Matthews. Oh yeah, there probably no more Brody's gonna happen there, huh? Bad track record. <laughs> um, this one's pretty even in my opinion. Like Death Triangle and House of Black are both pretty over. Uh, I like this match. I don't really know. How, it could go either way. Are we predicting winners? You. Yeah. All right, so Hook wins. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, we'd have to say that. Um. um this match is pretty hard to predict, though, in my opinion. No, it's I'll take House of Black. It's hey, I was gonna say that too. Well, I mean, uh, I was gonna say Death Triangle, but I meant House of Black. Oh yeah, and uh, I feel like this might be a chance to to turn Pac or Pentagon heel and have them join with the House of Black. I feel like that's a possibility. But then they don't have as many trios. <laughs> that's true <laughs> there are trio titles coming apparently didn't he say he has like a bunch of titles that he just hasn't introduced yet yeah I wouldn't mind if the trios titles were like an interleague between ring of honor and AEW type of situation they like unbranded to, uh... trios titles you know what I mean they better get a Ring of Honor TV show if they're going to keep having all these titles because I do not care about all of them already. That was part of the fun of AEW, honestly. If it was just the TNT title, the tag titles, the world title, and I got six-man tag for the men's titles, I'd be all in on that. Pun intended, apparently. <laughs> but now we got uh, all of the ROH shit. I, that, that'll stop soon. It's just, you know, they got they have no TV right now for it, but it'll happen soon. I'm guessing that's probably going to be like a... Uh, a fall, winter type of end of the year announcement. 
when does Black Machismo come back? <laughs> After his heel run is done. But he's got to face Ric Flair somehow. <laughs> well, Ric Flair's having his final match against like Hulk Hogan or some shit like that. I thought it was going to be against Ricky Morton. Uh, I think Ricky. I think he's teaming with uh, Ricky and Robert and going against uh, Hulk Hogan and two other people. I forget who. That sounds bad. Yeah. Um, you know. That sounds like Ricky Morton's the most progressive person in that ring. <laughs> it's it's the Rock and Roll Express and Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan, Braun Strowman, and EC3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that With Joey right. Ryan as the special guest referee. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> yeah. Him and him and uh him and Ric Flair could do a show in someone their dick spot. Uh <laughs> Get JBL to show uh, Hogan's team how to march like a Nazi. Anyways. (laughs) Young Bucks against the Hardy Boys. What's the gimmick? It's Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, but a tag match. I mean, I've seen them have a ladder match, and it was really, 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 really good. Yeah, I'm expecting this match to be pretty good. I wouldn't expect this to be the best match of the of the night. I wouldn't either. But is this going to be the only match that they have? No, I I would expect that it would culminate in some sort of ladder match. Yeah, you got to have the gimmick. Yeah, that'll happen. Okay, then yeah, we'll get I, through this. I'm guessing ladders will probably be introduced in this match somehow. I don't know how, but I'm guessing there will be ladder spots. This is also where we find out just how small the Bucks are again. Because <laughs> uh, the Hardys are deceivingly large. Who wins this match? The Hardys are deceivingly large. They're like 6 ones in the area. Um, Bucks win. Bucks win, and then they pull the Shawn Michaels move. He's like, if you beat me, I'll retire. Or, uh, what, what, what if... Now, hear me out here. They have the House Hardy Tag Team Invitational 2 to follow this matchup. That could happen. I'm going to pick Hardy Boys in this match, though. I'm taking the Bucks because then they can chicken shit their way out of a rematch for a little while. Yeah, that's true. Uh... It just says here, Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. So they don't know, they don't, they <laughs> it, don't know. It's not finalized yet. So it's, Britt Baker is wrestling against, uh, what's her face, uh, Tony Storm. And I think Chris Statlander is wrestling against, uh, what's her face, Ro- Ruby Soho. I think that's happening this week to prep for the the Owen Hart tournament finals. Um. So, who is the most high flyingest of the four of them? The most high flyingest of the four of them. None of them are really high flying. I guess Ruby Soho. Who's the most Canadian of the four? Uh, probably Britt Baker. She's from Pittsburgh. Pretty close. <laughs> wow. Sure, let's go Ruby Soho. She's got to win something, right? 
Um, I am going Britt Baker and Ruby Soho in the finals, and Britt Baker loses, so Ruby Soho wins. Yeah. That's the way I'm going. Uh, and that plays into the next match, which is Adam Cole versus either Kyle O'Reilly or Samoa Joe in the Men's Owen Hart Foundation finals. And so it's definitely, case, it's definitely Kyle O'Reilly. I'm taking Samoa Joe winning it at all. Why? Uh, because I think Britt Baker and Adam Cole are going to be a power couple who made it to the finals and lost. Or they both win. <laughs> I think whoever wins, if, if one of them wins the first match, then the other one wins the uh, the second match. I think that, it, you know, it's O'Reilly and Cole, and Cole's got to win something, so Cole wins. Okay. I'm taking Samoa Joe. And Cole wears a singlet. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a singlet guy. He's a trunks guy. Yeah, he's so Adam, Adam, Adam Cole will wear a singlet when he, when he turns 45 and he's, like, fatter doing the indie stuff. When he's got, like, the Macho Man and TNA bald spot going on. He's hitting his gut when he says Bebe. <laughs> like Phineas I. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Phineas I, Jer- Bebe. Jericho Appreciation Insurrection Society against... Uh, the, That's not their name. That'd be funny if it was, though. The Blackpool Combat Club and yeah. Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. Oh yeah, that's very obvious who wins that. Um, this is USA versus Canada in Canada. Th- there's no reason why this is not a War Games match or the Blood and Guts match, so they could have Regal go Blood and Guts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the Nitro Party seven inch side A is Blood and Guts and side B is War Games. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, Jericho Appreciation Society will probably take this. I'm going heel heavy on this card. I'm not. Eddie Kingston wins. He should, but um, I'll go Jericho Appreciation Society. And Eddie Kingston takes the fall after Brian Danielson and him have a disagreement. Because he went over in Jericho last month. 50-50 booking, pal. Yeah, but you got to win a couple times if he's going to beat Punk for the title in in (laughs) eight days. No, you got to you gotta put him. You gotta bury him first, and then I win the title. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Anna J for the TBS Championship. Jade Cargill wins. Yep. <laughs> hopefully that match is short. Oh yeah, hopefully five minutes. No need to go any longer. Um, and five minutes, I think, is pretty generous. Uh, then we have this match. Actually, on paper, it doesn't seem that impressive, but like I think it'll be pretty sweet. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland for the tag titles. Who wins the tag titles? Um, I have a feeling Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are winning them. I don't think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are coming off as great champions, and I think there's going to be a Christian heel turn here. It's got Who's the heel team? Uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. They win. I don't think they're over enough to win the tag titles. They aren't. Not against, not against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Because they're not going to be the tag champions for very long. Tag titles also change hands on the Dynamite after this pay-per-view, this premium live event. Okay. So you're thinking Jips reta- retain but then lose at the, the next show. Yeah, to FTR. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, 
Thunder Rosa defends the women's title against Serena Deeb. Did has there ever been a back and forth on the women's title? I mean, it's probably Thunder Rosa, but no, no. I, Having I think ha- Thunder Rosa is getting a strong win over Serena Deeb here. I think. I think so too. I would like to see Serena Deeb win and then go back and forth, but that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Um, hot shot the title a little bit. I wouldn't be against that at all. Um, do some wrestling Ser- shit, you know. Serena Deep had a good promo the other night. A lot of people on the internet hated it, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. She was like, "I ruined my body. I put Preston plants in my body for this cup for wrestling. I shaved my head for wrestling." <laughs> like, like she just went on this promo. I thought it was really good. Yeah, she's good at wrestling. Yeah. Um. Remember when CM Punk said, look at that head of hair? (laughs) What a joy to have him back. (laughs) He wore uh, another abortion shirt in uh, Texas again. I also like how he posts the, when someone sends him a dumb DM, he posts it. Yeah. Does not edit their name out. Yeah. You shouldn't edit names out. I love it. You should embarrass people for the entire, if you're going to do shit like that, you should be openly embarrassed. <laughs> I, I, I hope Superstar Billy Graham does not do that to Dan. Uh, that would be bad. Uh, that would be really bad. Um, but then, main event Hangman Adam Page defends the title against CM Punk. Unsuccessfully. Uh, I have a feeling CM Punk goes over. I don't think. Yeah, he, he has to. I don't, I don't think you're going to have uh, much longer of putting Hangman over, or having Hangman be champ to get him over more, I think. CM Punk doesn't need the belt, but he'll raise the status of the belt because it'll be on him. He um, there was he was in a no win situation. Hangman, yeah, that's not true. I think he had a really good reign. He had good matches against Omega, Danielson. Two great matches against Danielson. Uh, he had two great matches against Cole. I think overall he had a pretty solid reign. Uh, I just think it's time that you put the belt on your top star. I don't think it's necessarily that the matches were bad. It's just like it was not the top attraction at all. No, at and, all, uh, and uh, it's too bad because I, I think he's he he did a good job, but well, also, like, I'm, the ti- I'm with you on that. The timing was right for him to win it too. It just the, as far as like the him being gone and then coming back to face Omega, but then I mean, you Danielson and CM Punk coming back is kind of like all right, all right, indie guy, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We, I think that that's also true too. Where we got I some think, real business to take care of. I, I think you know Danielson, Moxley, and Punk are by far the most over people in the company. Oh yeah, I don't think anyone else even comes close. Who's active right now? At least Kingston. So like, okay, okay, thank you. All right, so he's he's their fourth. Is Kingston guy. the most over non WWE guy? Yes, like by, by a lot, right? Uh, is either Goldberg? <laughs> No. He's more like their uh their absurdly Sting. over gen- No, he's their absurdly over gentleman Chris Adams. <laughs> he's their Vader. Wait, time. Uh That's actually not too far off. He's their Ron Simmons. Okay. So we got to put Simmons him in a damn gimmick. <laughs> he, he, they got to make him champion. That's what I was going <laughs> at. <laughs> They're going to make him champion, then Eddie Kingston has to flop like a fish when he wins it. You ever see how Ron Simmons wins the world title? Yeah, like, yeah. About a million flop, times. Yeah, the flop he does, it's like the best. Yeah, WWE's <laughs> been trying to take credit for that for 25 fucking years. 
too bad. Yeah. 20 years. Whatever it is. When did WWE buy? 30 WCW? years. Uh, so 21 years ago. Yeah, they've been trying to take credit for Ron Simmons being the first black champion for 21 years, even though it was Cowboy Bill Watts. That and fucking, that the, progressive fuck. He was the first, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think Cowboy Bill Watts was uh, a racist in, in that, that sense of the word. Cause he was a, uh, you know, he put he put over, like, uh, Ernie Ladd and uh, Junkyard Dog, too. So, like, I don't sort think of. he had... I th- I don't think he had hard feelings. No, I don't think so. I don't. I feel like most wrestling promoters weren't. Yeah. At least from the seventies on. Yeah. Because you would ne- you would never you it would never work. Right. I think some of them were. Some of them weren't. I don't think. Uh, I probably. I, I. I'm. I don't think I'm stepping out of line here. Where I think. Oh, I say. Er, Oli was probably not the greatest. You don't think Oli Anderson was fair to all creeds and colors. No, I think I think there might have been hard feelings there. <laughs> hard feelings. <laughs> hard feelings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I know like Gary Hart sh- certainly wasn't, and and like uh, like Dusty Rhodes wasn't. No, Dusty Rhodes wanted to be one so bad that he acted like one. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes thought he was rerun that. <laughs> and that's how he got over. That's what created Ric Flair. <laughs> I think Ric Flair was back in the day. What? The uh, he had a little bit of the racist bug going on. I think he has a little I, bit of the racist bug going on now. I, I think that sort of worked itself out. I think, but because like he hangs out with a lot of black people now. But I think back in the day, I know he had problems with uh, Teddy Long. He, uh, he definitely he definitely n-word t- Teddy Long a few times. So yeah, but so did Michael Hayes, and he's perfectly fine. And I don't think Michael Hayes is perfectly fine. I don't I think, think so he, either. I yeah. think Mark I think Mark Henry owns a lot of property because he's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark Henry got the house of pain because of how unfine he was. Mark Henry, best Mark Henry is salmon jacket. Mark Henry, right? And it's not even close. Oh, I mean, sexual chocolate stuff was funny, but like the salmon jacket fake retirement thing was like a work of art. It was the only good thing they did in five years. It got over hard. And then they didn't follow through on it. Like that was the thing about that point, because that was like the 20, I want to say like 13, 14 at that, that was point. full Cena at that point. Yeah, but it was because it was already after he was like world heavyweight champion, like the House of Pain, and like uh, the it was yeah, after yeah, the yeah. CM Punk, it was after the CM Punk reign. So he was champion. Was this after the Rock? He beat the Rock at WrestleMania twenty nine. It was. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so everyone was over 2013, 2014. Yeah. Everyone was over Cena. Yeah. That makes sense. But, but yeah. like that was the, that was sort of the end of his run anyway. Cause after that he got rid of the dreads and I feel like once he got rid of the dreads, he wasn't as over to me anymore. He was just, he was working a big show gimmick. Yeah. He, he came out for a Raw or SmackDown stuff or he like, he would wrestle a squash match in Texas. I'm I'm a big fan of guys who like 
are losing their uh, their hair to like just keep it as long as possible. So the Scott Ian move. Yeah. So so. <laughs> I think Scott Ian got rid of it prematurely. He could have gone a few years with it going. Oh, uh, dude, I don't know. Same thing with Kerry King. Revisit that. <laughs> Kerry King probably could have gone a few more years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know of, what you're ta- speaking of racist guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a shame what you find out about Sawyer these days. God, it's really. My favorite part is super Christian, like Republican racists. Seriously, are they just like okay, but like hella weights though? Who's the coolest band of the Big Four? Coolest one? Gotta go. uh, You gotta go. Anthrax. It's gotta be Anthrax, right? Like who's second? Probably Metallica. Right. Like, James Hetfield's the second coolest something. Uh, I was going to say uh, the bass player, Rob Trujillo, is probably, like, raising up their cool status. Yeah, but he's Robert Trujillo. Hetf- 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 Hetfield's, I would say, like, less cool, but, like, probably, like, he's more over, but less cool, if that makes any sense. If he was a bass player, he'd be Clay less po- less cool. <laughs> Play but, less yeah. cool. That's yeah, so, <laughs> so, like, everyone in Anthrax is pretty cool. Um, who's the least cool? Is it Slayer or Megadeth? Um, so because Dave Mustaine's Dave Mustaine's like a Bill O'Reilly conservative Republican. Yeah, but he's also a dope. Like I don't know. But like, like, do you see him like talking about Whole Foods on TikTok now? Like, no, it's sad. It's kind of funny. I don't have TikTok, so what's he saying? Well, I don't either. I see it on Instagram like an adult. Oh, he right. just doesn't. He just he's just talking, just looking like his face is made out of clay. <laughs> he does have like one of those like melted like faces at this point. So, who from Megadeth was like the child porn guy? Well, there was no child porn guy. It was uh, basically like uh, their bass player Dave uh, David Ellison was. Uh, cranking it to this girl he was talking to I don't think he knew the age he might have to be honest with you I I don't know but I I think he was just cranking it to some girl on the internet and he's like an original member too yes okay so what is worse cranking it to an underage girl let's assume on purpose okay. or intentionally using Nazi imagery even though you're not I don't think one is cooler than I think they're both t- terrible. Equally as terrible. Yeah, well, not equally. They just su- they just suck. How about that? Like, what? there's no like there's no like tying for being suck for sucking. It's like they're holding hands walking past a marathon in last place. Then we have to go. Which band's better? Megadeth is way better. Slayer's way better. Give me the Nazis all day. Because Megadeth has seven bad albums. <laughs> They have two to three bad albums, um, but they have "Killing Is My Business," "So Far So Good," "So What," uh, "Peace Sells," "Rust Peace," "Countdown to Extinction," "Euthanasia." We're not counting "Euthanasia" writings. or "Rust in Peace." I refuse to allow those to count. Why? If you count "Rust in Peace," then you get to account. Uh, you get to account for. Um, oh my god! I can't even think of the name of the fucking shit one. Uh, Undisputed attitude. Undisputed attitude. 
the uh, Slayer album, the covers. Yeah, Slayer had uh, Diablos and Musica. Uh, that's the one I was actually. That's what I meant to say. I think they. Uh, they that's had, their Rust in Peace. No, it isn't. That's their fucking Risk. Um, <laughs> that God, God like, hates us all. God hates us all was the next one I was thinking of. Um, and there was another shit one after that. Also, Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman, overrated guitar players. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone overrates Jeff Hanneman because he was the rhythm guy. But Kerry King is an overrated guitar player. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> but Jeff Hanneman did play solos, too. He was better than Kerry King. But Kerry King's the one that did the Slayer solos. Um, Kerry King guessed on a Pantera uh, song. Uh, goddamn electric but all he does is like uh dive bombs that's a solo that's all he does on slayer albums yeah i think it was diabolus and musica that he actually apologized for the solos later probably i mean mean, he he does the shit that i do and between you and me i can't play (laughs) well now everyone else knows too uh but like megadeth had Chris Pohl and Marty Freeman, Chris Broderick, three of the best guitar, metal guitar players ever. So, like, that alone puts them over the top. Okay, so what's the best Slayer album to you? And what's the best Megadeth album? The best Slayer album. Best Megadeth album is Rust in Peace. Best Slayer album. Uh, fuck. It's like saying the best Metallic album is the Black album. It's Raining Blood. No, Raining Blood's way better than the Black Album. Way better. Rain- I'm, I'm drawing the comparison of saying that Metallica's best album is the Black Album is saying Slayer's best album is Rain and Blood. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm not saying that they're similar. I'm saying that's basically what I'm doing. I will allow Rain and Blood and Peace Cells to offset. Then I still give it to Megadeth because Rest in Peace is there. No. And Cut Down to Extinction is a great record, too. Uh, Peace Cells, also one of the best metal records ever. Uh, South of Heaven, great album. South of Heaven is a great album. Yeah. Uh, Hell awaits, great album. It's okay. It's better than um, Killing Is My Business. No, it isn't. I disagree. Killing Is My Business has eight songs, and seven of them are amazing. Yeah, Hell awaits has seven songs, and seven <laughs> of them are amazing, and one of them's Hell awaits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only song that stinks on Peace Cells is uh, I Ain't Superstitious. But even still, Chris Pullen <laughs> does some awesome solos on that. But like, fucking Good Morning Black Friday. That's one of the best fucking songs ever. Gar Samuelson, that drummer, just riding on this, that fucking ride cymbal that whole time. Maybe I need to give um, Killing Is My Business a re-listen. <laughs> Killing us with this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Dave Ellison played the bass. <laughs> I love that meme of him. It's him whacking off, but they inserted a bass into it. <laughs> him whacking off to Kurt Loader? No, him whacking off to uh, that girl, but like someone memed in like a bass in front of, like, like so it looks like he's holding up bass. Oh, yeah, there's a video of it too, deck. right? Yeah, yeah. I've Hell not seen yeah. the video. I don't want to see the video. But, oh, like, yeah. um, there, there's a screen grab of that I'll, where it looks I'll, like he, where he's jacking off, but he's holding a bass snack instead. And it just says, like, Dave Ellis, just playing the bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've hit my line. 
Okay. So, but either way, Megadeth and Slayer are are in last place in the coolness, and they're just basically <laughs> holding hands, crossing the finish line. Yeah, we just listener. Settle this debate. Who's worse? Who's better, Slayer or Megadeth? And all their transgressions in life have to be accounted for. Me- Megadeth is the better band. Slayer has the more rabid following. I'm only uh, going to give you that Megadeth's a better band. They're a much better band. Way better musicians. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean a better band. I mean, Jag Panzer's worse than The Killers. Disagree. <laughs> Jag Panzer is worse than the Ramones. Oh, disagree. Well, Iced Earth is worse than the Ramones. Agree. But they're better musicians. Nope. And also, they're, are, pa- they're patriots. Uh, Ramones are better musicians. <laughs> Iced Earth singer, Del Wilkes. Guitar player, <laughs> Del Wilkes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Their singer is definitely Del Wilkes. You got you got a point there. Their guitar player, uh, uh just who's the, a shittier Ted Nugent. Who's the um, who's the guy who whose beer fest was it on the Crossroads song? God damn it! If I wasn't sick, Richard, I'd know it. Richard Christie. Yeah, Richard Richard Christie. He's Del awesome Wilkes. <laughs> he yeah, quit. But he was in Ice Earth though. <laughs> he was in Ice Earth for a little bit, but he quit. He went to Howard Stern. He saw the light. <laughs> hope you're having a good old time hope you're having a good old time hope you're drinking lots of beer <laughs> I'd like to welcome to you uh, you to my Richard Christie Dusseldorf and Beer Festival here in Dusseldorf, Germany hey shut up, I'm trying to talk <laughs> you know what my favorite part of that album is well it's not my favorite because like, no one's going to know what it is now it's just like cheese and shit rub my face in it it's slowly just <laughs> disappearing into the ether and the oh, everyone that everyone that knows it is everyone that knows it there's never going to be <laughs> another one yeah of course there can't be <laughs> 2003 is over and done with that album's almost 20 years old jesus oh. christ <laughs> i base my entire personality around you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, so we should probably talk about Sasha Banks and Naomi. I forgot all about that. Quick. Is yeah. that a work? I don't think so. I think that's a shoot. Like, oh, I, I think I, I think what happened is Sasha's probably a, a little bit full of herself. You know what I mean? She's probably thinks like I'm beyond reproach at this point. Like, and and like to an extent she is, but. Because she does like Star Wars, like she's pretty over, like in the in the real world. Uh, she's Snoop Dogg's cousin, so I think there's a little bit of an ego thing going on there. Naomi probably just sort of like, you know, the second in command. She she's Sasha Banks, Mike Pence, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just along for the ride. Why why can't it why can't it be Kamala? <laughs> why can't it be Al Gore? Like anyone? Yeah, no, you know. I just didn't want to say uh, current. I'm not too big on them either, but uh, yeah, I think it's a shoot. And you know what happened was they did not like their booking plans. 
Uh, they were told one thing. WWE did their thing where they renege and say, "No, nah, we're just gonna. We know we told you that we're gonna use you to put over the women's tag division and make them seem important, but instead we're gonna nerf you. We're gonna nerf you right here and now. We're gonna give you singles title shots, and we're gonna have the singles champions beat the tag champions. Doesn't really do anything for anyone. A singles champion beating the tag champion doesn't prove anything that the singles champion's better. It just means that the person outside of their element, so to speak, lost. Okay, great. You know, that doesn't accomplish anything. So I'm kind of with them on that booking decision and just like saying like, no, like that's bad. Where I kind of get away from it is like, I heard Sasha on like the Stone Cold podcast being like, at a certain point though, I'm beyond reproach. And I kind of think it was a little bit full of herself. So maybe that was kind of a decision. But either way, I'm totally on Sasha Noah's side on this. WWE are acting like children. They're really being babies about it, aren't they? Like they're talking about it on air and shit. They're talking about it on air. They're, talk, they're kind of pulling back the curtain way too much and letting people say, like, oh, they had time to rehearse their matches. And I'm just like, it reminds me of when, uh, like, after Goldberg refused to take the powerbomb in that triple threat against Steiner and Kevin Nash at that WCW pay-per-view, and they were, like, kind of, like, go, using all the insider terms, like, oh, Goldberg's going into business for himself. Like, he's not following the script what are the wrestlers going to do now improvise like like you're kind of like taking away the suspension of disbelief and you're making it more about just like hey this is a performance and you're not being professionals that's basically what some is are saying yeah even though like they're also they not were, being professionals it's basically like you know you you sign on for this big movie part and instead of like being in the main role like you're in a, you're like to the cutting room floor basically or relegated, I should say. And, and that's kind of, you know, I, I, I understand where Sasha and Naomi are coming from, but WWE are, if they never acknowledged it, they would look so much better. Yes. But they but can't like, help themselves. They can't help themselves. And this, this is like what Vince did to Austin back in the day, made him look really bad, made everyone look really bad in the whole thing. No, there's no hero here at, at this point, you know? There's no Brock Lesnar here. Yeah. But that's what they sort of do. They bury people who don't tow the company line. They don't want individuals. Sad. Yeah. All right. I'm done. You're done. I'm uh, done. You're sick. What are we leaving them with? Um, I was going to say, can we leave them with the WCW Raven song that KES did because I'm sick boy? <laughs> Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>